So were you probed? No. How do you know? I suppose I don't remember. <laughs> so you so probably you could were have been probed. probed. Hashtag me too. I was not abducted. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's another episode of Extraordinary Finals Podcast. My name is Matt here with Ashley, Hannah, Tim, and the man behind the curtain, Ted. We got another episode today. It's all about what, Ashley? Alien abductions. Here's a little secret tidbit. Ashley is scared to talk about this because she believes that she's going to be abducted if she talks about it. Well, yeah, a little bit. I usually don't. I usually avoid the topic. It scares me. It's the topic to talk about scares you because you're afraid if you I talk about like it. I feel like they're going to know and they're going to. I don't know. So Ashley, <laughs> Ashley believes. I don't know. I don't believe. It just scares me. She's scared to get anally probed. I. Well. <laughs> So no in, case, <laughs> in case you're new to Extraordinary Files podcast, we're going to talk everything today about Alien, but any other time it could be anything paranormal related or who knows where we'll end up. But Hannah, just in case people want to know where to get us, where do they find us at if they want to contact us? You can email us at extraordinaryfiles at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at extraordinaryfiles or Twitter, xfilespod. For Facebook, we are Extraordinary Files Podcast. And there was Hannah's contribution. Contribution. <laughs> Matt just had a seizure. In the <laughs> <of the episode. laughs> he did. Uh, I was a little pause. out there for a second. Yeah, just for a minute. Everything just, I think I was abducted. I lost time <laughs> right there. Everything all of a sudden just kind of like paused and I felt like. You got probed? Does your asshole hurt? <laughs> no, it. it tingles it tingles it Ooh. vibrates in my special place i don't know <laughs> maybe they use some warming lube to make it tingle or would that be cooling lube you tell me i think it would be cooling lube to give you that tingly sensation okay ashley has some she just so, pulled it out of her purse all of a sudden we're sitting here now out of ashley's purse comes purse today like a five gallon tub of animal lubricant uh, what? Animal An- lubricant. Animal Birthing lubricant. Birthing agent. Oh, no. No, she she told me, no, it's Astroglide. It's Astroglide. Ass. Today's episode brought to you by Astroglide. And it's gel. <laughs> yeah, I use it in my it hair. It says for the extremely dry. I use it in my hair. She came home from the store <laughs> with a big tube of Astroglide, and I was like, oh, sweet. Maybe she uh, <laughs> is in the mood. And then here I go into the living room, and she's here like, Putting it into her hair like it's not jizz. It helps with frizz when you've got curly hair. <laughs> so does sperm. Why don't you just ask Tim for help nah, you? No, that gets crusty. <laughs> <laughs> you and Tan- Hannah get together and figure that out, huh? Ooh, yep. I feel like that happens at least once an episode. We're just like gagging. You make us gag. I don't do it. Hey, it's, <laughs> you're the one that pulled Astroglide out of your purse. That is true. I mean, She's all prepared for the anal probing some, episode. You're short of well. You're short. <clears throat> <laughs> now I stroked out. <laughs> yeah. You just got abducted. <laughs> they heard aliens. Well, at least she had lube when she stroked it out. 
Oh. oh. At least you had lube when you stroked it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho, aliens. This is going to sit here on the table <laughs> so you can keep As a constant at reminder it. of Tim what it's not being used for. Hair. Gliding into your asshole. <laughs> At Why does it, it always have to be abducted, the asshole? If you get abducted, at least it's right there and convenient for the aliens. They An don't even have to dip into their own well, supply. See, that just assures that I'm not going to be in pain when they return me. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Astro, like not astrophysics, true. yes, right. or ass- astrology, like <laughs> asshole. I'm just saying, if I was an alien and I was going to abduct somebody. I would abduct somebody who claimed to have supernatural ability to read minds and speak to the maybe like, they on know. The other plane. Maybe they gave it to me. Probably that's true. Oh, I'm sure they gave it to you. Oh, they gave it to you. All right, <clears throat> mm-hmm. right in the ass, Stroglide. Like <laughs> when you were a kid, you said you like saw visions of your grandfather in your room and stuff. Maybe they just appeared to you in the form of somebody you felt comfortable with. So in reality, they use the visage of your grandfather to take you up to their space station and, and implant their psychic granting abilities up in your brown eye. <laughs> I, I feel extremely filthy all of a sudden. Like, I need to go take a shower and wash this filth off. Filth. Filth. All right. Matt, so, do we have any news? There it is again. Another probe. Got a news story. This is from the news desk on Ashley's side. She's the one that found this one, came up with it. So shoot, Ashley. All right. So this has been popular. Popular. Good. And I am. Let me speak. All right. Were you spoken to first? Anyway. She's had another story. So a woman in (laughs) Bristol, England, apparently has had sex with over 20 Ghosts. Whore. <coughs> Slut. <laughs> her name. Her name is Amethyst Realm. She her parents probably, named her that? I am pretty sure she probably changed her name. Yeah. Okay, so she's, she's claiming she's, she's had sex with over 20 spirits. Yes, yeah, she's 27, mm-hmm. and she's, quote, a spiritual guidance counselor. Which makes, you know. Okay. okay. How does um, she? Okay, go ahead. T- tell me about this. So she says she prefers ghosts to real men. Who hurt her? <laughs> and then she probably has a glass dildo with googly eyes. So I was now, just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> so now she's claiming she's fallen in love with one of these spirits because she's also reportedly a medium, which I could kill people like this. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had a spirit hit on you during a no. during a reading? No. But she apparently fell in love with this ghost spirit, and they are now engaged, and she hopes to have his children. How does that work? She says it's not impossible, but they're basically working on it. I mean, have you (laughs) read the book of Luke in the Bible? It's definitely not impossible. This is true. I mean, that's true. Um, Because that's how, like, Jesus was born, if you believe in that. <laughs> From <laughs> Hannah's news desk. <laughs> Just in case you don't know, that's how Jesus was born. Courtesy of Hannah and her research this evening. You're welcome. So she's in love with just one of them. She's had sex with over 20. Correct. 
Correct. I mean, I guess if word got around the spiritual realm that you were DTF, I mean, I feel like ghosts would be lining up mm-hmm. at your proverbial door. It's probably been a while since I've had some warm pussy. <gasps> Is Amethyst there? I got a little something for her. Can you imagine that? Hmm. Then he comes back and says, you know, can can she contract some sort of an STD? I don't know. I mean, spiritually there, transmitted disease. Yeah, is there? Is there? <laughs> could there be dirty ghost dick out there? <clears throat> I, I mean, I guess like if they went and humped a demon first, and then <laughs> Hannah, is that possible? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she oh. says yeah, matter of factly. From How Hannah's news desk. <laughs> It is possible that you get demon dick, according to Hannah. Oh. All right, so tell us about uh, our alien abduction here. Let's get into that. Our alien abduction story here we have today is Barney and Betty Hill. Benny Hill. What? what? There's no way she knows who Benny Hill is. Do I not get it? I don't get it. Benny Hill? Who's Benny Hill? For those to get Benny Hill, there you were. That was my little inside joke. So Barney and Betty Ash, or <laughs> Ash, <laughs> Barney and Betty Hill. Uh huh. Tell us about it. They're, what happened? They're one of the most famous alien abductions in history, and they were one of the very first. Stop clicking, Matthew. <laughs> okay, so their story ended up actually being made into a movie called The UFO Incident, which stars James Earl Jones. I'm going to put a link up there on our Facebook for this. You can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty boring. Not going to lie. Okay. What are you having a fit about? No, <laughs> Hannah over here deuced. I think she queefed, and now she's got the giggling like a little schoolgirl over here. I felt the floor vibrate. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she started giggling ever since. She let a big queef go. Oh, jeez. I just really hope Ashley reads from her script. That's all I got to say. Her research. At least she, uh, I'm not reading fudge nuggets. <laughs> I didn't put that in there. On. Damn I it, Hannah. It. That's why I started. Damn, Hannah. Get it together. <laughs> fudge nuggets. That's, that's about how she ready, contributes ready, ready. to the research. September 19th, 1961. Fudge nuggets. <laughs> Now, if I was to add something in there, it'd say like cocksucker or something right. like it, that. It's I mean, like those news stories so, where like the, the teleprompter gets changed and they just keep reading blindly. Yeah. They just read the most absurd stuff. Um, it was also made into a best-selling book titled The Interrupted Journey. So, but what Ooh. happened? Okay. So Barney and Betty were leaving their vacation. They were there for like three days up in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first of all, Betty's a social worker and Barney was is like a World War II veteran or something, and he worked for the Postal Service. Like what year is this? 1961. Okay. Fudge nuggets. Anyway. <laughs> so they were coming back from their vacation in Niagara Falls. It was a short trip. They just took it because she got vacation, whatever. And they had their dog. What was what's his name? Delcy? Delcy. I was right. Look at me go. Their dog Delcy was with them. Good. Delcy, you were right. You got the right dinger. (laughs) (laughs) 
the right day. This is a Matt dumpster gets- fire of an episode. <laughs> yeah. Matt I- gets the left ear. <laughs> God damn it, Matt. Your feet are so dumb. All right. Well, you know what they say about big feet. So anyway, they left. Big socks. They, they yep. stopped before they began their journey home. They had some coffee at a cafe. They were leaving at 10 o'clock, and that they were going to drive straight through. It was going to put them home around 2 or 3 in the morning. Where were they heading to? Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Gotcha. Where their home was. Stop quizzing me, Matthew. I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> I'm asking. I don't know where they... I didn't know if they were going to, you know... Right, no. So, I mean, it was like a... The pub or something, you know. <laughs> That would make it for an interesting story. Right. All right. Now, as they were driving. Hanging out over at Hannah's house. They claimed they started to see a bright light in the sky. The moon. As they were driving. It was like shortly after. The, it was like 1030 when they first saw the, the light. Betty first thought it was a shooting star. And then it started moving in weird sporadic ways. And she got a little bit concerned. Barney assured her. Ooh. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Barney assured her that it was probably just aircraft. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. That kind of just sounded but like his queef. <laughs> it started doing stranger movements. <laughs> strange patterns. It started doing strange things. It got closer. It got brighter. And eventually, Barney decided to stop the car. He got out. He had his binoculars, I guess. They were just, you know, right there. Standard issue. Good. You know, they were at Niagara Falls. Right. I don't know. And so he got out, used his binoculars, and he claims that he looked at the spacecraft. He described a disc figure, and the front of it was like all windows. He saw figures on the inside, light behind them. And he claims that they were wearing like shiny black suits and shiny hats. Some pretty detailed shit. It is detailed shit. And I'm yeah. thinking about it and I'm like, okay, if there's light behind him, how is he able to see what they're wearing? They would just look like shadow figures mm-hmm. at best, if he can even see that far. And they, they had to be some pretty spectacular, spectacular binoculars, yeah. right? right? Okay. So that's that's my Same. first red flag. Right. A lot of people believe this story. So. So he's seen the people in the spaceship, is what we're saying. He saw the people. and then, Described them. Then as he was watching, he said they all started moving except one guy who went over towards the, like, the... Control board, panel. The control panel, thank you. Mm-hmm. And he started to do something, and something came down from the bottom of the ship. He mm. instantly felt scared, and he thought they were going to abduct him. That's so spooky. <laughs> he had the... Immediate need to flee. So he ran back to the car, and him and Betty started speeding away. Okay. So they are in the car. They report hearing some strange noises and clicking in the on the front hood of the car. It started vibrating, and they said that they felt the vibrations in them, and they had, like, a weird, tingly feeling go through their body. Hmm. Hannah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when that stopped, they kept driving. So they got home. So he took off. He took off. They realized when they got home that a trip that should have taken four to five hours took seven. Okay. And they couldn't really explain why that was. They didn't come across any accidents or roadblocks or anything. Well, I know like that. why. <clears throat> 
Why, Matt? Because Betty probably had to go to the bathroom 300 times <laughs> on the road trip. That's probably why. Probably. Isn't that right, Tim? So when they got home, Betty called her sister, was kind of going on about what they saw in the sky and what happened to the car, and she was kind of freaking out a little bit because she was worried that they had experienced high le- levels of radiation. So she was asking what to do, what should she do, blah, 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 blah. And her sister's husband said, well, take a compass, go out, and put it on the hood of the car to test for radiation. Yes. The Geiger counter. The compass on the car is now a Geiger counter? (laughs) It was the 60s. All all sorts of things were possible. They Mm -hmm. said they took a compass out to the front of the car, and they put it where they heard the noises, and the needle started spinning, and it wouldn't stop. Hmm. See how that works? But that cost could be, I guess, if... (laughs) The metal car could disrupt a magnetic field. Just being a, mm-hmm. a skeptic trying to debunk. Now that there's one. another. There's there's more weird things that right. they discovered once they got home. Preach it. The watches they were wearing never ran again. They'd stopped. Not a Timex then. Nope. Changing okay. the batteries didn't help. Whatever. The leather binoculars strap on the binoculars that Barney was wearing was torn, and he doesn't remember that happening. Barney's best dress shoes that he was wearing, which I guess he was meticulous about keeping perfect, were so scratched up that he started using them for yard work. Betty's dress had several tears on the seam, and she noticed a pink powder, which she reportedly hung it on the clothesline, and the wind blew it away. Sounds super sketchy, right? Right. Just a little. But after reporting it, we'll get into the story about how they reported but after reporting it, they've done different types of analysis on the dress. Is your message important, Matt? No, it's Hannah texted me. <laughs> Hannah sent me messages. False. <laughs> Go ahead. Just because you gave me the stink eye for my phone dinging, and now yours is. No, I didn't give you the so stink eye So they did a whole bunch of testing on the dress. DNA testing. I mean, there was like, apparently there, there were like five different studies done. And they found some unexplainable things. Is this like a blue dress? So, yeah. It was found in the closet with some unexplained DNA on it. No, no, no. Okay, there's more. What's this so guy's fabric- name? Possibly Bill Clinton. <laughs> the fabric was coated with a biologically derived material, which is composed of mostly protein. Mm-hmm. Again, blue dressed in a closet. Both water soluble, water soluble, lower mo- molecular weight, and insoluble, higher molecular molecular weight. Whatever so that means for our scientific listeners, and a small amount. Of natural ester type oil. So. Sounds like jizz to me. They concluded that what was on the dress could not have been caused by urine or perspiration or other natural bodily fluids. Then what is it? They didn't really have an explanation. And there was, there was more detail. I've got the links for the, the studies that were done and some of the scientific crap that's in there. But, that sounds like zippity doo peanut butter hoo-ha to me. But... <laughs> there's like there's stuff about how it only was on the outer lining of the dress, not on the inner lining. It was, I mean, it was a scientific study. Granted, it was back in the, the 60s, 60s that they did this, so who knows what they would have come across today. The dress is actually stored, I think, where she went to college. It's on display. Women were allowed to go to college back then? She was a social worker. My question still stands. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, so 
So how does she think they, it got there? They ended up, well, they got home and, the, and they realized that they were missing time. All these, They found all these strange things, the clothes, the watches. And she was freaking out a little bit. So it was like the next day after they got home, she went to the library and started checking out books about UFOs and aliens and abductions. Okay, so she started reading so books. So what, like what section in the library would she go to? Like the science fiction section or like the erotica section for the probing <laughs> part? Or... Well, this is the like 60s. Where, so this, where in the Dewey Decimal System does that fall? I mean, this is like in the heyday of UFO right. research. And uh, a lot of that was like science fiction derived. Like every comic... We'll get to that. Okay. That's a good one. But like, you know, Project Blue Book and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is really probably in the midst of their... Because a yeah. lot of this just seems like really on the nose yeah. with like yeah. the stereotypical stuff. Definitely. We'll talk about that at the end. So we're going to continue the story. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's that? do that. Let's, 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 let's continue for our listeners. Let's we'll just, just keep continue on going. the story. <laughs> I figure we can hold off on the, the discussion for, okay. for post-story. In other words, Tim, shut the fuck up so she can finish. <laughs> Ashley has the, the like the talking beanbag now. And yeah, when she right. gives the talking beanbag to somebody stick. else, it'll be our turn. Oh, it's a talking stick. The talking stick. It's the talking so, probe. <laughs> now you know. Like, it's a beanbag for the guys. And when it's I get the stick back, the it's going to be a little sticky, and I'm yeah. not going to want to hold it. Oh, God. You might get the right. shit into the stick. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. So Betty began having dreams starting 10 days. After the abduction. Note that this is after she started reading the books. Okay, 10 days. 10 Good. days. She started having very vivid dreams, which she believes are memories of what happened. Ooh, my ears just started ringing. Sorry. That's the aliens. Ooh, oh, coming. my God, stop. They're it's, coming. They hear you. It's like a calling card. They okay. know that you uh, are talking about them. So. All right. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm good. Oh, my God. I'm going to get infected. Okay. So some of the things she explains from her dreams is that she she remembers pretty much everything that happened. She they, she said she said they were wearing blue uniforms, which doesn't match the shiny black uniforms that Barney claims he saw from the binoculars. How'd she see him if she weren't using the binoculars? She's, this was her dream. She's dreaming. Oh, in her dreams. This is her dream, okay. which she claims are were her memories of what happened. Um. <laughs> Starting to follow the story now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Got it. Is it hard to follow? No, no. I'm just. Okay. I'm putting myself <laughs> in the realm of it. Okay, amethyst realm. Amethyst realm. <laughs> amethyst realm. Okay, she claims oh, they were boy. wearing the blue uniforms, um, and had blue hats similar to cadet hats. She said they were humanoid, but almost like a fetus. Like their heads were larger than their bodies. Pretty much the typical alien. Mm-hmm. Big image. eyes, too. Big eyes, small mm. nose, sliver for a mouth, all that. She said they were grayish in color. Uh, they were nice. She pretty much said that they were very kind. They explained they were going to take them aboard the ship. They were going to do an examination. <laughs> Here comes mm-hmm. the probe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said the leader was friendly, and when she asked where they were from, he showed her a map of the stars and gave her a book. What was the book? Well. Oh, this is the dream, though, again. This is in the dream. <sighs> yep. I was yep. hoping for evidence. So, well. <laughs> was it a library book? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to the book. But okay. upon waking up, she drew 
this map of the stars that she was shown by the leader of the ship. Now, she reportedly has no knowledge in astrology or anything like that. So she claims she couldn't have possibly drawn what was later discovered to be the Zeta Reticuli system. So she drew this pictures of the stars after seeing the map that he gave her when she asked where they were from. So they're supposed to be from the Zeta Reticulus system. Reticuli system. Sorry. I'll put a link to where there's a website where you can look at all that stuff. So anyway, they started doing an examination. They were... It was just simple stuff. They were checking out fingernails, hair. They did like a scrape test on her skin. They collected some of her skin, she said. Um, They checked their teeth. She said at one point, they were in different rooms. Her and Barty were in different rooms. At one point, they came in like childishly excited saying like, oh, their teeth come out. Their teeth come out because Barney had dentures. And she like laughed at them and was like, no, they're fake teeth. And apparently it was like a huge deal to them that... Whatever. You would think aliens would know about dentures, right? Right. <laughs> anyway, most she said most of it was was painless, except when they put a large needle into her belly button, at which a the leader of the ship came over, waved her hand in front of her, and the pain disappeared. So they're also magical. Hmm. And then after the testing, they she so she had the book. She had, was shown the map. They were getting ready to leave, and as they were leaving, she claims that there started to be arguments among the other extraterrestrials on the ship. And the guy who gave her the book came back and said, they're not okay with me giving you the book. They don't want you to remember that we had you. Took the book, and they put them back in their car and sent them on their way. I mean, I guess this would be like more fascinating if it was more than just a dream. Right, but are, are well, we, are this like a recant, some sort of like a the, like does, a does past she life? Remember what the book was? There's past life more. regression. I, I don't think she could read it. So, so, so in other words, she pulled a Hannah. Well, <laughs> so there's more. Okay, now this is a dream. This still? is a dream. Okay, so in still re- dream. no, 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 that was a dream in right. real life. Okay. So now, out of the dream in real life, we're in 1964 now. What this is four years after. Yes. Ding, ding. 1964, they were convinced to let Dr. Benjamin Simon, who is a renowned hypnotherapist, begin hypnotizing them to figure out what happened to them. Okay. They were hypnotized, hypnotized, that's hard to say, hypnotized separately so they wouldn't overhear each other's recollections and they wouldn't impact each other's stories. Keep in mind, this is four years after the original account. And they, they read alien books. They never spoken to each other in the four right. years before right. that date. right. I hate to I hate to make this episode seem like we're veering on the uh, skeptic side, but I mean this feels <laughs> like the worst example of an alien abduction ever. This is one of the most popular. There's movies, there's books. It inspired an episode in the American Horror Story thing that I don't watch. Um, <laughs> this episode's brought to you by the thing that she don't watch. <laughs> anyway. So they he did it so they wouldn't share their information and impact future sessions with him. Now he when he finished the hypnosis session, he also reportedly reinduced the amnesia after the session so that they wouldn't recall and remember the traumatic events when they weren't mentally capable of handling it. 
<clears throat> okay. And so they wouldn't talk to each other. So I, the, the sessions were filled with details and many traumatic memories, but their accounts were emotional. Sometimes they cried. Sometimes they panicked. They had, like, panic attacks. Um, but, okay. their, their hypnosis sessions were all recorded. I've got links to them, so I'll post those, too, so you can hear their stories. A lot of it, a lot of it matches what Betty reports happen, having happened in her dreams, uh, but not all of it. Some of Barney's information was different than Betty's. Dr. Simon speculated that Barney's recollection of the UFO encounter was possibly a fantasy inspired by Betty's dreams, knowing that she had shared the information with him. She wrote it all down in a journal. Like, hell, it was all there. Um, and he thought it was the most reasonable and consistent explanation for their experience. Now, the Hills didn't agree with that. But everyone involved agrees that the hypnosis sessions were effective as their mental state improved and they weren't, quote, unquote, tortured by the memory and the experiences of what happened to them. You're making a face. What do you think? <laughs> That's speechless. So, so, so brass tacks. The, the the therapist did a good job and made them feel better about their situation. And yeah, good job, good therapist. They earned their money. Yeah. I mean, I guess for the story in its whole, uh huh. Their story themselves, I'm not tremendously impressed. I mean, that's just me being, I guess, a skeptic. Now. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer that saying that I do believe that we are probably not the only intelligent people somewhere in this universe. It would be like Mm -hmm. the definition of hubris to believe that in this very vast universe, the small portion of which that we can observe, that we are the only planet that has intelligent life on it. It would be like the most air. I mean... You know, very human thing to do to pretend that we were the only ones out there, but and, and I, mean, I it's do just highly unlikely. It's just me, ignorant. I think. Me personally, I kind of subscribe to the theory that technically, with brass tacks, we are all terrestrial to a sense, anyhow, because I believe in the theory that basically Earth was seeded from either asteroids or something else that were on them when it hit then it started to you know like a bad germ mm-hmm. once the seed got into right the like when you Earth's look at atmosphere. the the amount of time the earth has been around that we feel like it's been around there's been like a rapid boom in development of life in general like right. you know evolution took a crawl 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 and then there's a huge explosion in development recently and it just it really isn't aligned with like the way that evolution is supposed to work where, you know, really we should still be on a very primitive level. So whether it was another intelligent species came around here and made us their, you know, experiment and kind of move things along, or, you know, we just started out as like per Matt's theory, you know, being seated here and kind of set up for success, you know, maybe they're just, maybe, they wanted to check on the hills because they were an interracial couple and they wanted to see how they were doing in the 1960s. I mean, there's lots of theories out there, you know, as far as us gaining knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, from them. Tons of things. I mean, there's even, um, what's the uh, writings on the 
hieroglyphics. Yeah, of like mm-hmm. it looks well, like a like guy the, in the, a spaceship. Like the cave and, drawings and things like that. Yeah, right. And a lot of their beliefs of a god mm-hmm. would go back and look to possibly an extraterrestrial being. Right. I am one thousand percent more prone to believe that, like the the theory of God and a higher power, is you know the the recollections of primitive man being visited by these these people and it's their per their understanding of the world and the way things work the best way they could explain these beings as being this this god who controls their life and and maybe maybe they did at the time you know maybe these influences and you know this whole societies grew up because they prayed to the gods and then the gods brought them food and or gave them protection or you know they suddenly were their life was a little bit easier because they had these new knowledges that were bestowed upon them by these extraterrestrial beings. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a skeptic through and through, but I'm more prone to believe that than I am anything. And, you know, also there, you know, of course we have the Roswell incident, Mm -hmm. you know, we all know that, which that's going to be an episode going down, but then we have the, the British version of the Roswell at the, the, the base that, um, even the, I believe he might have been the commander or like the security chief at that point in time. They've since then, you know, have come out and he's told his story and, and then, you know, I've seen like where shortly after that, the British government, the Mil- uh, ministry of defense, they came in and wiped out, you know, took all their documents and right. So those types Wait, of things. You happen. haven't seen that movie. Oh, Oh no. She You've has not, not seen Men in Black. You have not seen. <laughs> I think seen... I have once. I just don't remember. Have you seen Men in Black remember. 2? No. Why There's would I see no the second one? one. Do you know who's in it? I don't remember. Oh. But, that, I mean, but, the, but that's a good point. Like, oh, the, yeah. the, like the same thing is happening now as there was in the 60s, right? You know. Government cover up. Well, mm-hmm. it, it, it's plausible deniability, right? But, okay, let's let's say this. Should the government, first off, should the government say, you know what, should they censor it and say, look, if we let them know that there's aliens, would there not be mass confusion? Wouldn't there be like people like hollering? I mean, would it be bad if the government came out and told everybody, yes, we are not alone and oh, they are yeah. here? I mean, do you Plus, think- it's not a good political move. I mean, every politician for the last, you know, ever goes to church every Sunday and professes to believe in you know, the American version of Christianity, if that political leader comes out and says, oh, by the way, that's all wrong. We have had proof for a long time to that effect. They are not getting reelected. And not only that, just but the wide chaos to know that there's the chaos. Th- there's yeah. there's a, a species out there that if they want to, they can just press a button and blow up. Earth. Oh, yeah. There'd Every, panic, everything would be, be rioted and yeah. pillaged and everything because there'd be no point. Yeah. It would be like the worst part of every sci-fi movie where all the pillaging happens. Yeah. But like if I were a government leader it's like when and I, don't I win knew the po- that existed, I would pay some Hollywood people to get it pretty close to the truth and put it out there in a way that's meant not to be believed. That so, way anybody who provided evidence to the contrary was just saying, oh, well, he just saw that movie that was out in the theaters last week. Of right course, now. he's just a fanatical fan of this kind of science fiction. Of course, he's crazy. So should the government then cover it up? I mean, I think at our point in our evolutionary, yeah. yes. I mean, people riot if they don't win the Powerball. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think humans at this point are not quite ready for the whole truth. Inter- not a- everybody isn't. Right. I think if it would have been out from the beginning, that would be one thing. But it obviously got covered up at some point. Because I think the powers of being sit back and say, and I don't know if they're necessarily scared of it. I mean, if they, if they, if we have made contact with people out there and and talk to them, and and we know that we're all, you know, on a cordial basis. Right. Hey, you know, they're far be, you know, um, above us as far as intellectual abilities, technology, and all that kind of stuff. So they're just going to leave us be to figure it all out. They might help us with the little things here and there, mm-hmm. you know, tang. Velcro. Mm-hmm. Let's throw my bone every now and then. <laughs> get if it a were couple, like, it would have to be seers and a couple healers and <laughs> right. <laughs> but it would have to be irrefutable proof. Like it wouldn't just have to be like, oh yeah, we have this evidence and we have these things. It would have to be one hundred percent verifiable. It couldn't be like, oh yeah, like we totally killed Osama and then threw him in the in the ocean because there's going to be the door left open for people to believe that it's not true. Like, so then, it would have to be one hundred percent verifiable. Even the the most devout of everybody would have to would would not be able to logically deny that it was. True. Well, that's that's a problem. Like we are inherently a, okay with. A, an illogical people. Like we make <laughs> emotional decisions and we make you know judgment calls based off of our perceptions. And when you really challenge people's belief systems like that, if you did it all in one foul swoop, right. it it wouldn't go over well. Right. I mean, if we touch base for on Roswell for just a moment, you know, some of the things there. First off, Roswell happens. They say it's a saucer. We've got contact with a saucer that has crashed. That's what our government said. That's what the, the military said then. I believe next day later, no, it was a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff from the weather balloon was shipped to Wright Pat. Or did we just get told that? Well, first off, they obviously know that we weren't ready. <laughs> but, but first right. off, you know, did someone really mess up and say, "Okay, a space"? We don't know what a weather balloon looks like or understand right. what that is. Right. But if it was just a weather balloon, then why ship that weather balloon to Wright Pat? Right. Yeah. Where where Project Blue Book was. Right. You know, a center in, you know, right here, right in Wright Paddock, Ohio, just outside of Dayton. That was a center for Project Blue Book and all the investigation stuff. So this weather balloon got shipped to Wright Pat because it's a weather balloon. Explain mm-hmm. that one. Hmm. Ooh, that's going to be a good episode. I'm so excited. Well, that being yeah. said, like, there's government records for the most menial, pointless everything in a warehouse everywhere. Like, I think it just had to be shipped somewhere. And they moved it out of Roswell because it was drawing too much attention. Now, reality is there was a lot of other top secret stuff going on at that base. And they probably didn't want citizens crawling around that base. You know, let's move it to Fairborn, Ohio, where nothing really interesting is happening. So going then with the abductions. That's just since we're, devil's advocate. Sorry. No, you're right. You're right. With the abductions. Is it far-fetched to say that there's some other beings out there, that their mission is to explore the wide, open stretches of the universe and do research, categorize what's out there? I mean, do we not, as humans, research what we find in the deep blue ocean? 
I believe it. Do we not research what we happen to maybe find out in yeah. outer space? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely possible. Right. But again, we're we're putting our human like what would a human do into like the mind of what an extraterrestrial would do? Like, who's to say that they're a like at all interested? Like, what if this is nothing new to them? And out of like the vast cosmos that they've explored, they've seen other civilizations. They've looked at us and our at our point in our development and like okay yeah like i think i think we'll be back in 50 million years and check in (laughs) again you know but like there's a lot to be said like who's to say there's not that one kooky alien who's really into primitive species and he's the one who's just orbiting the earth like causing all this right (laughs) doing right or we got some we got one crazy one out there who's just into fetishes and right. to come over right. and probe everybody. Right. Let's keep going over there. We're just he went to conversion camp it didn't work it's and fun now to he's fuck with their memories, guys. Let's do it. Let's fuck with them. Right. So I mean it's there's this is one of those things where there's so many different openings and possibilities. And you know, I think the only thing I can like land on as a certainty is that absolutely there's other life out there. But what form is it in? Like, is it microbial? Is it spiritual in nature? You know, are are we just like the first step? Like, what if all the extraterrestrial activity is just derived? It's just like spirits in true spirit form. Have you seen actually the Fire in the Sky, the movie? No. <laughs> Tim, can you get her a Netflix account for Christmas? Is, it, is that on I Netflix? I do, but... Ashley's under the perception that it's only allowed to play Gilmore Girls, Friends, and uh, Supernatural. Those are the only three shows that are on Netflix, That's and she not can't true. she can't be convinced otherwise. I watched so many shows; it's ridiculous. Well, you should, you know, there's one thing you haven't watched: a shit ton full of movies that you need to catch up on. Movies are hard for me. She's shows scared of trying new things. Shorter. She doesn't is want. I is? am bad at trying new things. Yeah, but when actually forced to do it, she enjoys it. Episodes are shorter, but so like, there's like Tim saying, 20 so episodes. You know what, Matt? Have you watched Doctor Who? Which, uh, what season? What year? I mean, it's been around for 50 seasons. All of it. I'm sure I've seen a lot. I don't know if I've sat down and binged watched the entire 50 mm-hmm. years worth mm-hmm. of Doctor Who. The British, the American, Zimbabwe. There's no American Doctor Who. Like, what if there's a Doctor sure. Who and they just clicked? And they're like... He hasn't watched Doctor Who. <laughs> you sure about that? What are Doctor Who fans called? Is this trivia now? Also? It is. It mm-hmm. is. Isn't it like a... Fail. No, it's something like who... Oh, hold on, hold on. Who... Yeah, they're like... Who's something... They're, they're who... They're... <laughs> no, I know this because... Whovies? You've probably seen it online. Whovies? Whovian. Whovian, see? Uh-huh. That was pretty close. He gets like a, a C- minus oh, yeah. on that one. But he still hasn't seen it. He still has his anyway, academic eligibility. So don't judge me on what I have and haven't seen when we're talking about aliens and you Anywho. haven't seen Doctor Who. Do you want to get abducted? That's how you get abducted. Yeah. See? I probably already was. Is that what happened? That's probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really want to know your story. I really wish you would tell it. Well, let me start having some dreams and seeing a hypnotherapist and maybe I'll start remembering. After I read some alien books and watch some movies. Yeah. So, so like, I think the stories that like resonate most with me are the ones where, you know, hey, there's nothing to gain from it. Like the, the, this couple published a book and made some money off of it. So. They didn't publish a book. Their family did. Okay. So I assume they're, they're, they've passed on. Are they still alive? They've passed. 
she outlived him, but I don't know. They did interviews for years. They were in the public eye. They were an interracial couple, so people some see people say that that's a reason that they did it to get recognized and normalize it. There's just a lot of stuff involved in this episode that or their their story that mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm definitely the type of person See, that I like to remain open-minded. Right, me but too. But you've got to prove it to me. I'll I'll listen to your story. But then if there starts to be some holes and some yes. hoo-ha in and, it, and I'm going to call it. I mean, over the years, I know memory changes over the years. Okay. There's some slack there. But I mean, I had to dig deep and watch videos and videos and interviews and interviews to get the story because little details everywhere would kind of change throughout the years. I mean, she was interviewed as an elderly woman, and some of it was different from the early stuff that I found. So that bothers me. And I'm a huge, I mean, I'm a skeptic when it comes to stuff like this and the stories. If it's not on camera, even if it is on camera, I'm probably not going to believe it. But. I don't know. And that being said, a ton of people believe this. There's a plaque where the abduction happened. A National Historic Site. Yeah. But like a ton of people believe a lot of things, too. Just because, I mean, just because people believe in it, A, doesn't make it factual. That's that's not what I'm saying. Right. No, no. But you think it's credible enough to where a lot of people believe, but still. Maybe, Maybe not everyone has done as much... Research and know the whole story. I don't know, but I don't. I don't see how it's really. And a lot of time, people hear abduction story and they either immediately accept it whole cloth or deny it whole cloth. Right. You know, it doesn't matter who it is or what it's coming from. Everyone has that presupposition. Like they know how they feel about it going in. Like I know how I feel on certain topics when they come up, and I've already made my mind up whether it's BS before I've even listened to it or heard it out or anything like that. So. The kind of abduction or extraterrestrial stories that kind of resonate as more credible with me. And there's going to be enough consistency because you'd think that if this kind of thing is happening, there would be enough similarities between stories. But when it when it doesn't necessarily mimic, you know, the stereotype, like to such a degree. Well, with that being said... We knew we were doing this episode, so we put some fillers out there looking for some people to contact and, and talk to us about. And someone did reach out with us, and they put out their entire story for us. And mm. it is an, it's, it's an exceptional story, all right? He also claims that he has some—he was looking for his photos of—because I guess every time that he had left with them, he would come back and have physical signs on mm-hmm. his body of what they did. And he was pulling up some of those photos. Someone was supposed to get back with me. And uh, we're still waiting on that. So that might be a part two to this episode. We're going to see if we can get him to call in and talk to us about his actual. So you can get a firsthand account according to someone who's actually been there. Since we're talking about what you can gain from this and stuff, he actually wants to remain anonymous. So that I find a little bit intriguing. It makes me want to believe these stories more <laughs> and again i'm, I'm totally I, like i right. said i am totally open to to hear what people have had happen to them or believe that they've had happen to them again i i keep a wide open mind yeah but i 
I need to really look for that evidential piece. Mm-hmm. If he came the, back with photos and those types thing, of things, that helps out tremendously. If maybe the, possibly unexplained. So, so, so why is that? You know, why, like why do you? So when it comes to like spiritual things in nature and ghosts and things like that, it seems like the bar is set pretty low for things that are. Oh, that that, that was an EVP. That's a message from beyond. But when it comes to something where, like, just st- like statistically, the odds of there being ex- extraterrestrial life are much higher. What, like, why is that? I, I, me personally, I think I am still the same way on an EVP. I agree with you hundred percent. Some people say, "Oh, this is an EVP," and I heard it, and it sounds like somebody queefed down the hallway. I'm like, "No, no, no, that don't count." I need if Hannah I Hannah is omnipresent. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I if I hear an EVP, it's got to be a class A, one hundred percent that I could show it to fifty people, and fifty people would come back and say the exact same thing. Not an EVP where, and again, this yeah, is just me. Like, if I'm not I trying play to be to, abrasive. I'm just saying. No, no, like, no, right. You know, when we look at the observable universe and we see all that's out there, why do we feel like it is so absurd? I don't know if it is absurd. Okay. Do you? Do you think it's absurd? Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. I think it's there. But just like with ghosts, just like with Bigfoot, just like with anything, I need that little piece to say, explain mm-hmm. this. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely happening. I just don't think it's happening in the way that we think or expect it to. I mean, this could just be some kid's giant science experiment, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Some you know, just like the end, spoiler alert, end of Men in Black, like our galaxy is just a marble that some aliens playing with, right? Or we live in a locker, right? All hell, Ashley, the timekeeper. What? <laughs> you don't get that. All hail Zed. All hail Zed. He is the light bringer. He is the light bringer. Ashley has no clue. Nope. Yeah. I think the only thing. That is intriguing to me in this case is the stuff they found on the dress. Mm. So they have that dress still. Have we, with modern technology, attempted to like test that again? I don't know. That's exactly where I was going with it. Well, we need to figure that out because there is some sort of a. You're good. I don't know how much would remain after. How what was our DNA program in the 60s, really, anyhow? Where I mean, I've got at? the studies. Right. Like, was the guy just like dipping a Q-tip? I don't know, fuckers. Look at I'm up. making a joke. I'm not trying to <laughs> criticize you. I'm saying like, do you dip a Q-tip in in it and put it on his tongue? And say, hmm, that doesn't taste like a salty surprise. <laughs> oh, that doesn't taste like cum. Thank Thanks, you, Hannah. Hannah. You're welcome. I always like to clarify. You're blatantly obvious. You got to break shit. it down. I do. You don't Hannah know. has to break it down to make sure everybody really understands. Right. In case your kid walked by and was listening and didn't get the first reference, they're definitely going to get the second reference. Definitely got it now. You're welcome. So now we know what Hannah knows what something tastes like. Anyhow, no, good question. I, I, I would say, too, since we do have that dress, since a college has put it away, stored it, whatever they did, I I think we should be able to pull those things back out now and even if she threw even if there was some pink powder on it 
and she left it out unless it was dry cleaned and washed and washed or you know i would still think with today's technology we would be able to run that through something right and be able to pull out something well again human technology who's to say it's even going to register this extraterrestrial this material true. yeah i mean i think with this kind of stuff everything is going to be so different i, I know there's different schools of thought that extraterrestrial life is either going to be very closely mimicking human makeup because the same building box of the universe made up our planet that makes up their planet. But shoot, I mean, even just one small. Okay, I'm going to move on. No, no, I no, I was going to say the same thing. I agree 100%. What if it says it's pollen? I mean, you know, or something, you know, let's, let's say it was pollen or, or some sort of an object that we have here on Earth. Why can't we have that same type of pollen or whatever out there beyond the planets right mm -hmm. i think this is truly one of those extraordinary things <laughs> that we're never really going to know about we can only really have a thought and a feeling on but until you know our ability to travel until we can experience and observe it. and experiment firsthand right we're not really going to know and like, what if we go then, let's say we go to Mars, then we find either fossilized life forms, some sort of something that used to live on Mars. Then would that open Didn't it up? Didn't find like there was proof that like there was subatomic life on Mars? I thought that recently came out. Like, Didn't they find like water There's like or proteins or, yeah, on Mars. Something. But who's to say that that's indicative of life? Like just right. because the building blocks are there. I know that they did find bacteria right. and on it, the outside. And it was of, like the same, very similar makeup as what was on Earth. Yes. So but it were, survived. It's, it was able to survive the vacuum. Mm -hmm. I think it was on the outside of the space station or something, possibly. Or maybe the, sh I think it was the space station. But they, so, I, the, I don't know what you want to call it. Germs or, or the the single-celled organisms, whatever it was, was able to withstand the radiation and the harshness of space without a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a big step to me. That then if, if, that's, if it can survive out there, then why couldn't it be seeded somewhere else? Let me, let's say this. What if, what if we, when we send one of our probes out to Mars, you know, we just had the Mars rover and all that kind of stuff land on there. What if one little piece of our bacteria is on there somewhere? It makes it to Mars, and then now it starts to expand. Right. It could be a billion-year-long process, but, I mean, we've, right. we, we what have if satellites we and things Mars, like that that we shot off what if you know, we seeded a long Mars? time ago. Exactly. Yeah. And so why couldn't the same thing happen here? Yeah, Maybe it's definitely possible. Some extraterrestrials sent out their probe. And seeded us. So, so, kind of back to the, the case, like, why does probing always seem to be a part of these stories? Hannah? The experimentation. We're going to throw that one to People you. People like to experiment. Like, experiment. <laughs> experiment, <laughs> like Ashley just said. I don't know. Like, and then there's reports of people coming back with, like, What's the word I'm looking for? Objects inserted into them, like like tracker chips, tracker chips mm -hmm. and stuff. All there's that whole rabbit hole. 
but it is kind of funny as ha- funny how they come back and I mean, it's I was anally probed. That could be a whole. I wonder other if that's episode. a perception that no. they put in their brains. You're right. Like you go up and get studied in a very normal way, but they send you back and they and they 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 put the thought in your brain that hey. I totally was no, all I w- up in your business because nobody's going to fucking <laughs> believe you when Barney, you come back. Barney at one point did report that he felt the need to examine his uh, 